Good Wednesday morning to you. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. It feels like a Monday to me. How about you? I don't know. Anyway, I've been I've been off for a while, and I'm glad to be back. And let's uh, let's get out there and talk about what's happening in the world of news, current events. Come on in. And thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you guys a lot. And I hope you had a great Independence Day celebration. And I hope you're safe. You got all your fingers and toes and all that. We, we can talk about it if you want to. That'd be great. This is what we do. We talk about stuff here on the program. It's just a talk show, and we do it. Uh, when do we do it? Tuesday, Wednesday, and Fridays, uh, typically. You know, when it's not a holiday type of week. But it was a holiday this week. Good morning, David. Welcome to the program. You can use the uh, phone lines to text or call when they uh, the number 918-756-3646. Text me, call me. Let's talk about what's happening in your world and the world. You can just say hello if you want to. That's all right. It's good, too. 918-756-3646. It's called Brewer's Briefing, and this is where I try to brief you on what's happening. And it's interesting to me in the world. And we also put it out there in the podcast world. We put it on our website as well, listentothebrew.com. And it's out there uh, you know, on Spotify and Google and Apple and all the all the podcast places. If you like podcasts, look for Brewer's Briefing. Okay. And also, download the app for your phone. It's called The Brew. Imagine that. And it works pretty good. I like it. I use it all the time. I think it's fantastic. It's pretty slick. And it's on the Apple and the Google stores right there. Okay. Okay, we got Fayroy texting in this morning, everybody. He is up and at him. Good morning, Fayroy. He's been out in the garden this morning. He sent pictures of tomatoes right there. Look at that. Big old maters. Come on now. I expect some salsa out of that or something. Let's take a look at the weather forecast real quick. See what, what do we got going on. 73 degrees and overcast. Is that what you guys are having there? Let me see. Let me, ref let me refresh. Yeah, it is current. At Oak Mulga Municipal, 7-3, partly cloudy now, breaking up. High today of 94 degrees, and it's going to feel like 103 degrees without a heat index. And that humidity in eastern Oklahoma. Showers tonight, a 70% chance of rain tonight, down to 69. Tomorrow looks like what? 70% chance of rain tomorrow, and 82. Cold front coming through. North winds 5 to 10. Mm -mm -mm. Where is it? 68 on Thursday night, chance of rain pretty much diminishing Friday, partly sunny at 88. Friday night, 50% chance of rain back in the forecast. Saturday, it's 50-50 on the rain and 88. Sunday, 40% chance of rain, 85. And next week, we're back to 90 on Monday and Tuesday. So there you go right there. Current temperatures around the state. Let's see, what do we do? What do we got? We got 60s in the panhandle. And uh, we got 70s everywhere else. And we got an 80 or two or three or four all over. Medill's at 80. Tallahassee's at 80. Wilberton and Eufaula. Oh, but I see an 81 in Grandfield way down in the southwest. I knew it. They win today. Good morning, Vicky. Welcome to the program. Up and Adam this morning. Vicky is uh, sending in memes. She's the meme gal. You can send in your memes and jokes and comments and pictures and just a general good morning or whatever the, whatever you want to say on the text line. It's great for that. And I respond to them all, uh, mostly. Again, the number to get in here for the briefing, 918-756-3646.
<sighs> well, what is this Wednesday already? And uh, that's great. <laughs> I have loved my days off. I, you know, I enjoy life. I enjoy working, but I enjoy not working. How about you? Come on. And I've been working. Don't kid yourself. We've been moving from one house to another house and we're in the new house and it's great. I'm broadcasting live from my new office. It sounds a little echoey to me. Hey, hello. Anyway, so I'll fix that. I've got stuff to fix the echo, but I don't have it right now. Does it sound echo to you? Y'all hear that reverb? Hey, hey, I hear it. Anyway, we're here. We're in the new place. Been moving all weekend. We did not go to the lake. We did not get to have any fun. Well, we went to some friends. They had a little firework party. Uh, so we did that. And uh, we had some stories there that I won't talk about. But uh, otherwise, it was moving and uh, mowing. Lots of moving, lots of mowing. And uh, so that's what we did <laughs> for the fourth. Uh, Fayroy does not hear the echo, but you can't hear. Where's my butt? You can't it anyway. I know you can't hear because you're old, man. You're old and uh, crotchety, whatever that means. Anyway, Pharaoh and I talked over the weekend, and uh, he was telling me some story about an old girlfriend or something. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to get into more details about that, but I don't know. That may be taboo. I bet we'll be talking to Fayroy this morning anyway. All right, so what else is happening in the news? I've been looking at news this morning, kind of see what we're going to talk about in the briefing today. And, uh, man, I hate to start off the day with a uh, potential nuclear conflagration, but it looks like that may be what's happening in freaking Ukraine. Now, I don't know where you are on the Ukrainian deal, but i tell you where I'm at on this deal. I think, personally, I think, <sighs> what do I think? I think... I think a lot of things about it, and uh, mm -hmm. I think we've made a ton of mistakes here in America toward all this. I think NATO has made a ton of mistakes pushing towards Russia. I think Ukraine is a corrupt country with a corrupt leader by the name of Vladimir Zelensky. Still, there's so much going on over there. He's um, he stopped any elections. Because uh, <laughs> because he's fighting for democracy. This was a joke. I, I, I don't even have it anymore. This was so old news. This was so last week. Something about him canceling elections. Did you see any of that? He canceled the elections. Some elections, probably for his post. Uh, wartime. Uh, we can't have elections during wartime. We are constantly in war. We are martial law. We do elections later when it's safe. That's a Russian-Mexican uh, accent right there. <laughs> I've watched way too much Nacho Libre. Okay. So anyway, I'll get back to Zelensky. Zelensky, no elections. Anyway, so that's beside the point. That was last week. This week, there's talk about somebody blowing up a nuclear plant. Okay. And of course, Zelensky blamed Russia Putin for, for, for blowing it. It's not been blown up yet, but they, so Zelensky came out with some, you know, television video here. We're not going to play it because it's five minutes long and he's a, he's a crook. 
He says, uh, now we have information from our intelligence that the Russian military has placed objects resembling explosives on the roof of several power units in the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant, perhaps to simulate an attack on the plant. Perhaps they have some other scenario. He goes on to say, should I do it in my action or should I just do it? But in any case, the world sees, can't see, can't but see that the only source of danger at the Zaporozhye nuclear plant is Russia and no one else. Unfortunately, there's no timing a large-scale response to the terrorist attack on the Kakovka hydroelectric power plant. And this may incite the Kremlin to commit new evils. It is the responsibility of everyone in the world to stop it. Send money. We need money. No one can stand aside as radiation affects everyone. We need your money, 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 money. Okay, so that's Zelensky. I'm saying that the Russians are going to blow up their own plant. Okay, so supposedly the Russians are controlling this deal. All right, I, should I play for you? Let me see, where's my bookmark? How long is this video? Let's see here. It's only three minutes. I'll play for you what the other team is saying. Because this is kind of a big deal, okay? This is kind of a huge deal. We're talking about a possible nuclear situation that the Russians are saying... We control the plant, okay? We've had control of it for a while. Why are we going to blow up our own plant? This is Ukraine going to blow up our plant to make it look like, you know, we blew up our plant. It's just like the Nord Stream pipeline. You know, who blew up what? Everybody's pointing fingers and nobody knows what the heck's going on. So here is a clip from Russia Television, RT. A couple of British folks talking about this deal. I'm going to let you hear what they're saying, okay? Kiev is planning to strike the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant overnight on the 5th of July with a missile containing a nuclear dirty bomb warhead. That's according to the head advisor to the general director of Ros Energo Atom. Let's get more details on this and cross live to RT correspondent Steve Sweeney, who's in Donetsk. Uh, Steve, what do we know so far? Well, we've heard the report that uh, Ukrainian forces are allegedly planning to uh, launch a strike against the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant with a Tochka-U missile armed with a dirty bomb, a nuclear, uh, a nuclear armed with nuclear uh, waste. Now, this comes after uh, both Russia and Ukraine have been trading barbs over the past few weeks with each side accusing the other of launching or about to launch an imminent attack. Then on Tuesday morning, Ukraine uh, cut the main external power line to the nuclear power plant, causing it to rely on backup supplies. Now, this is a power line uh, that ensures uh, nuclear security and nuclear safety, causing the International Atomic Energy Agency chief, Rafael Grossi, uh, to raise concerns over the, uh, the precarious situation at the plants. Now, the plant has been under the control of Russian forces since March. It's Europe's largest, but it has come under frequent attack and frequent shelling from Ukrainian forces, prompting Russia, uh, the Russian ambassador to the United Nations, 
to send a note around the Security Council uh, just last week calling on the General Secretary Antonio Guterres to force Kiev to stop its provocations. Now, in turn, Zelensky, uh, the Ukrainian president, fired back and he accused Russia of planning uh, an explosion at the site and uh, he said that this could be carried out at some distance if the Ukrainian armed forces weren't allowed to get closer uh, to the uh, site. Now, the International Atomic Energy Agency replied by saying, well, actually, there is no evidence to suggest this. Now, let's remember that they have a team permanently based uh, at the nuclear power plant. They report every day and Grossi again replied and he said, I never argue with the president of Ukraine. I could only say that I was there and did not see it. Our teams are reporting there every day. Now, this was a response to Zelensky's claim that uh, Russia had taken in uh, 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 cars with explosives to the nuclear power plant and had also mined the area. So that has been denied by the International Atomic Energy Agency. Now, of course, these are very, very worrying times and this could lead to the biggest nuclear catastrophe since Chernobyl in 1986. Steve, many thanks for that. As you say, a lot of finger-pointing over, over threats towards this very sensitive Zaporozhye nuclear plant. For now, thanks very much for that. Steve Sweeney reporting from Donetsk Republic. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much. I can't, I can't recall which action I need to do. British, Australian, Russian. Anyway, I should get serious about this. So that could be completely Russian propaganda right there, right? It could be completely... <laughs> Who knows? We don't know. All right, we don't know. There are people in the know, and it's not us. I wished we knew. I wished we, I don't have a source to know on this deal. All right, both sides are saying it's you doing this. And the fact of the matter is, we need to be looking. What This said July 5th. Today is July 5th, okay? that You knew that because yesterday was what, everybody? Okay, July 5th. So this could happen. We could be looking at somebody blowing this deal up. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, obviously it does matter who. But if they get a dirty bomb in there and this thing goes, it, it could be all out. So what I think so one of the uh, strategies somebody posited on there was that Ukraine wants to blow this up so that it gets NATO full declaration of war against Putin. Of course, that would be great for Ukraine. If, uh, if they can make it look like Russia did this and maybe Russia's doing it. I, I don't know. Like I, I just am skeptical. Honestly, I, I don't believe personally. I, if, if I had to just, you know, give my, here's what I really think. I don't think Russia's doing it. I think Ukrainians are doing it. I, I do. I don't think the Russians blew up their own pipeline. I don't think they're going to blow up their own nuclear plant. Did you hear that it was the largest nuclear plant in uh, in Europe? Wow. This is great. It's awesome. And I know, of course, the United States is right in the middle of this deal somewhere. Somehow, our CIA and our people are right up all in the middle of this thing. So anyway, there you go. There's your good start to your Wednesday right there. Little... Nuclear possibility coming down the pike. Let's see what else is happening in the world. Did you hear about this, ladies and gentlemen? They found cocaine in the White House. <laughs> they also found Hunter Biden in the White House. Honestly, God, truth. This is true story.
Hunter has been at the White House lately, and so has a bag of cocaine been found. Did you... Did y'all hear about this? I'm curious because I don't watch television. I don't watch the news. I don't I don't do anything like that. I get my news here on the old webs, but I'm curious was that I don't think it was reported at all much. The White House tried to play it down, <laughs> say, well, there is some coke near the White House. No, no, no. It was in the White House, it was in the West Wing, and it was in the library, according to uh to the game Clue. <laughs> you know, who did it? Who'd done it? Where was it? It was West Wing, White House, in the library. And it was Hunter Biden. We all know that. Oh, my gosh. This is unbelievable. This is a real story. All right? They really did find this. Secret Service sources stating that cocaine discovered in the White House was in a work area within the West Wing. Yeah. The White House West Wing refers to one of the two main wings of the White House, the official residence and workplace. So the President of the United States doesn't do much work, but anyway, the West Wing houses the offices and working spaces of the presidential staff, including the Oval Office, blah, 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 blah. The White House Library primarily grants access to White House staff, including the President and their immediate staff, members of the Executive Office of the President, sir, blah, 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 and of course, Hunter. Hunter's reading books, smoking crack cocaine in the library. And uh, there's even audio of the hazmat team. Excuse me. They found this white powder. They got to check out what it is. They call in the hazmat team. Oh, it's Coke. Hunter. Hunter hid it in a uh, some storage bin or something. I, I can't remember that there was another piece of the story somewhere around this. He, he tried to hide it. So he, well, he could get to go back and do some more Coke later. True story. Here's, uh, here's, uh, well, no, it's a different story. So anyway, you got this deal going on. And, and, and <laughs> Dementia Joe took Hunter to Camp David over the weekend. He's been hanging out with dad a lot lately. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know what? It's pretty, you think about what's happening to our country, to the, or to our, our, our house. It's supposed to be our house, right? The white house, our house. They hung the old pride flag up there this year, uh, right on the same level as the two American flags, put it right in between them. They had the gay party out on the lawn, all the debauchery going on there. Topless and trans and God only knows what all. And now we've got cocaine being done up in the White House. Of course, that's probably not new. I mean, Bill was there for how long? So this is probably not. It's the first time it's been found, I think, though. But it's just a disgrace to the country. Like, man, this, is a, this is a stain, man. This boy needs help. And we need this. What a crime family. I mean, the Bidens. The Bidens. You know, look, I try to love everybody. Even Democrats. I hope you Democrats are happy about all this. This is this is so bad. Our country, this is terrible. How can you people stay on that team? I don't understand that. <laughs> I ain't saying Republicans are all perfected yet, but Lord have mercy, that's horrible. Terrible. Unbelievable and unconscionable what's happening up there with that deal. Hey, okay, what time is it? You see what the time is? It's 8.23. And we're just flying along here. Got lots of stuff to talk about. But I want to talk to you briefly about Wendy Chevrolet. Wendy Chevrolet. They've had some ownership changes over the past, have they not? They've had some 
And uh, and I talked to Tony Booth. Tony Booth is the owner out there at Wood. He said, "Look, we're gonna we're taking this deal back. We are going to because there was another guy that was going to buy it anyway. It's long story, but he's like, man, we're we're doing the deal. We are we're going to by gosh win people back. They're doing a thirty dollar oil change. If you have a gasoline vehicle, thirty dollars and uh, a, a summer inspection. If you have a diesel rig, it's only sixty bucks." And here's the kicker to both of those. If they don't get it done in an hour, then you don't pay for it. It's free. Now, that's on the service side. And they got a sale going on in July, July only. And it's rigged ad sale, they call it. And it's phenomenal deals. Tony wants to get your business and earn your business and treat you right. So, anyway, here's a little word from them from me. Eight twenty-seven is our time. It's a Wednesday. We're doing Brewers Briefing. We are back, July fifth, and I'm glad to have you along with us uh, during the program today. Appreciate you for tuning in. You want to get involved? You can give us a call. Give us a text nine one eight seven five six thirty six forty six. That's the number right there. Okay. Mm, let's check in the text line. Got anything new? No, same old stuff. So uh, we had a, a judge, a federal judge, ruled against the Biden administration. So awesome. Let's give a little golf clap right there. And uh, so it was the Missouri versus Biden about censorship and uh, the, the government reaching out to social media companies to censor you and I and, uh, and all the important people. So... They blocked us, said you can't do this. And the New York Slimes tried to spin the story a little bit. Here's what they said. Breaking news. A judge limited Biden administration officials from contacting social media sites. A ruling that could curtail efforts to fight, wait for it, disinformation. That's right. So that's how they're spinning this deal. <laughs> A federal judge has ruled that the, the government can no longer now reach out to social media companies and say, hey, uh, we need you to silence, yeah, that one guy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and uh, because he's saying so we don't like, oh, yeah, oh, Trump, we need to get rid of Trump, we need to get rid of all these conservatives, you know, stop, because all that disinformation stuff, that's, that's what they used to do. And we know that from the Twitter files that came out a while back and all that stuff, and uh, a federal judge came out and said, uh, not happening. You can't do that anymore. That censorship, it's illegal. Stop it. But the New York Slimes like, well, this is ruling now. How are we going to stop this disinformation? I mean, there is an attack on the freedom of speech like never before in, in the world, not just in our country. Uh, it's all over the planet. Speech, you know, you know why this just comes to me. I just, just, just giving you what's flowing from the brain right now. You know, your Bible, do you know, in John, it says what book of John, St. John in the beginning was what quiz the word, the word was in the beginning and the word was with God and the word was God. And the word came to earth and put on flesh and dwelt among us. The word, there's power in words. 
And there's power in the word. Of course, Jesus is the word. And uh, that's way deeper than I could even wrap my tiny brain around. But it's words. You know, it's like, and that's why they want, that's why I, I, I seriously believe this. This is why they're, they're, the world is coming against words because words are powerful. Because Jesus is the word. And it's not just they're coming against the Bible. They're coming against just words in general. Freedom of speech, the power of speech, the power of free thinking, the ability to communicate like that. They can't stand that there's freedom in that. And there, there can be opposing views to like, say, vaccines. God forbid that somebody would ever come against a vaccine. Oh, my God, you must be to the devil. But sometimes people say, well, I have a question about vaccines. Why are all these pregnant ladies giving birth to all these babies with heart defects? All of a sudden that these women that have been vaccinated in the womb while they're pregnant, because y'all said it was safe, and all of a sudden... They're having all these babies with heart defects. We want to know, and we should have a right to know. We have questions, and we don't want to be silenced, and it's not disinformation. It's not misinformation. It's questions. It's what science is all about is questions. And they can't stand being questioned. And they want to control all narratives. And so they try to silence anybody that has an opposing view. You see how they're so afraid of that? They're so afraid of words. And they're coming against it all the time. And in this goofy administration, of course, they they are they hired that one gal back in the day and they got all the pushback and they fired her right off the bat. And since constitutional, our founding fathers knew this. Speaking of the fourth of July and our great founding fathers, so smart. Now we got a bunch of buffoons up there running the country. These old guys knew, man, they knew what it's going to take to, to, to build a great country, and we're about to destroy it. That's why we do this broadcast, Saving America, one broadcast at a time. <laughs> anyway, good job for the federal judge blocking the, the ding-dong administration that is up there now. Okay, what else? It's in the news. Cocaine, got all that. Let's see what else we got. What is this? What is this? Here's a a story from the Washington Times. The Biden administration rules costing voters, you and I, $10,000 per household, it says. This is a story a couple of days ago. They've they've estimated that the, that the, the administration regulations have cost all of us Per household, $10,000 extra since he took office in 2021. However, that's the good news. If Biden were to be reelected in 2024, according to all this stuff, the estimated cost per household would be skyrocketing to uh, $60,000 over an eight-year period. That's how much it would cost you and I to have this buffoon in office. According to these Committees to Unleash Prosperity and whoever else. This, no, the Washington Examiner, I said the Washington Times, I made a mistake. Somebody write that down. That didn't happen often. The Washington Examiner talking about all this. And I don't doubt it. And it is, it is not to mention how much it's cost us in inflation and everything else. It's just, uh, 
It's unbelievable. How, how can people vote for these people? Sad. Sad. In other news, what do we have here? Kevin McCarthy tweeting out, D.C. Democrats can no longer live in denial. Here's a chart. The facts show that the Biden border, 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 border crisis is leaving us wide open to terror suspects crossing our southern border. All right, here's, here's you some stats, okay? Terror suspects at the southern border. Let's go back to 2017. There was two. 2018, there was six. 2019, there was three. In 2020, there was three. In 2021, there were 16. But in 2022, let's see. Let me go back. Who was in office then? Okay, it must have been Biden. 98. And in 2023, so far, and we're just in July. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in July. Have you noticed? 125 have been uh, evidently apprehended so far. Terror suspect. You see gigantic... uh, (laughs) uptick in that deal right there from three in 2020 to 125 so far this year let's just say it's uh we we stay on pace with that that'll be over 200 by the year's end from from three to 200 let's see there could there be a problem is anybody is it oh no no no, it's closed They're, they're totally in control this is it's a travesty what is happening to our country is a travesty Please, somebody do something. Somebody somewhere, do something. Some elected official, please, y'all get together and do something. DeSantis says he's going to build a wall. I saw somewhere, somewhere, he's going to build a wall if he gets up there. He's going to build a wall. I'm sure Trump would try to rebuild the wall too. No no doubt about it. Somebody's going to build a wall. A Republican's going to build a wall. Somebody needs to. This is um, not to mention everything else that's happening, right? The human trafficking, the sex trafficking, the drugs, the murder, the mayhem, the illegals, they're flooding everywhere, and the terrorists are coming in today. And that's just great. Policies matter. Your vote matters. Who you vote for matters. Because you get these goons in power like this, and they destroy countries and cities and towns. I know. On a rant this morning, this is unbelievable stuff. It's terrible. Yeah, now see what David has to say. David said, I don't think they're going to do jack smack. <laughs> I don't think so either, David. It don't seem like it, does it? They ain't been jack smack done since I can't even remember. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's see. What else do we got happening in the news? What time we got? I got a, what do we got? 8.37. Today's Wednesday. We got Tradio coming in here at 9 o'clock. Don't forget about this. <laughs> so here, here's a lady making national news from Oklahoma. Cashin, Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, it's so hilarious. I'm going to play a little clip for you just to let you know how your fellow Oklahomans are going about life out there. She got pulled over for an expired tag, I think it was. And she starts arguing with the police officer and, and an $80 charge uh, turns into a felony because she is one of those Karens out there. One of these goofy 
unfortunately an Oklahoman, but uh, let's see. Here, here she goes. This is the beginning. I probably won't play the whole thing, but I want you to get a little whiff of this deal. Well, I did issue a, for a defective equipment. It's $80. Uh, you have till September what? 16th to take care of this. Uh, get you to sign there with the excess. So you don't even give a warning for this? You've been driving around for six months like that. I'm truthful. Well, I'm not going to give you a warning for something you've been driving for six months. But, well, I don't want to sign it because I don't want to do $80. You don't want to sign it? No, because I don't think that I deserve to pay $80 for something that is fixable and I can fix it. All right. That's all you want Go ahead and step out of the car. Why? Because you're under arrest. Step no, out. Step out of the vehicle. No, I'm not. Step out. No. Step out. I'm giving you a lawful order to step out. You be fair with me and I'll be fair with you. Step out. No. You're under arrest. No, I'm not. I'm placing you under arrest. Step you out. You are full of because you're not placing me under no arrest. Do not, do not oh, take shut off. Shut up and give me that and I'll sign it. Step out. No. no we're beyond that. You want Step me to out. <laughs> Get out of the Okay, so anyway, she tried... <laughs> She refuses to sign the deal, and she takes off. <laughs> she, she's going to outrun this cop in her little <clears throat> pickup, in her mind. Big old fat lady. And so, <laughs> he, he chases her. She finally pulls over. She's like, okay, give me that thing. I'll sign it. He's like, oh, no, we're way beyond that. He gets her out, and uh, she starts fighting him. He's trying to get her out and arrest her. And, of course, she's going to fight. So she starts fighting and kicking. And, <clears throat> well, this is not going to end well. You're a fat old lady, and he is a young police officer. So he throws her out, of, grabs her, takes her out of the truck, <clears throat> throws her to the ground. She refuses to comply still. So he pulls out the taser, and he tases her big old fat butt. Boom. <laughs> He's like, Put your hands behind your back. No, I'm going to hit you again. Boom. And she finally complies. And you just wonder what in the Sam Hill is wrong with people. I mean, I just don't understand how people, how far some people go. Now, I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't know. Maybe it's the way I was raised and I had a great mom. Good morning, mom. And I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't treat officers like that. I mean, I just have a respect. I like officers. Most officers are great and I respect them. And I would just not go to that extreme. And it's funny how people just think, no, I'm not going to sign that. I'm not going to sign here. I'm not going to, I don't want to pay $80. I'm not going to sign the ticket. Okay, fine. You're under arrest. Get out of the car. No. No, I'm not going to, I'm not, that takes off. <laughs> like, that's going to end well for you. What do you think? He's just going to let you go? Uh, well, she got away. No, that's not happening. People are stupid. I'm telling you what. And, um, that's fine. Anyway, so, so, so crazy. So absolutely crazy. People are absolutely crazy. Okay. <clears throat> Got a text here. Said you are right. Of course, voting matters. The real problem is the country has that many lunatics voting for the whack jobs running this country, and I don't see nothing changing. 
I know. Well, and see, that's true. That goes back on the people. And um, it's, 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 it's like, how do people continue to vote for the lunatics running the asylum? That, that is exactly right. Exactly right. It's, it's, and it's, you know what I think it is? I think people just, they get caught up in the propaganda. They think, I mean, we're all on the side. You're on this side or you're on that side. And you typically, I don't know, you just, there's nobody that can do any critical thinking anymore. You just can't think. You have to play your side's game, and you got your talking points for your side, and that's it. It just so happens that our side is smarter than your side. I don't know why that is the case. It's just a case. Let's go to the phone lines and talk to the man that's calling in here. Good morning, sir. Can you hear me? Well, I can. It's not super clear, but let's give it a try. Well, one definition of a blue dog Democrat. What is a blue dog Democrat? I thought it was a yellow dog yes, Democrat. Sir. Is there two? Is there also a blue dog? Well, no, check it out. I got to equip to do it with. Well, let's see. I know that I've heard a yellow dog Democrat. Let's see. The term blue dog Democrat refers to a member of the Democratic Party in the United States who is more conservative than most other Democrats. There you go. Uh, it was formed. Uh, it takes its name from the yellow dog Democrats who were said to be so loyal they would even vote for a yellow dog if it were a Democrat. <laughs> so there you go. That's what I thought. I thought that's what a dog Democrat I do. I've got my buddy chat GPT right here. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's what it is. I, I, I do you know? I, I'm sure there's some blue dog Democrats out there that are. Yeah, well, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is one of those, right? He, 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 I'd say he'd be a blue dog. He's not going to vote for a yellow dog, even if it's Democrat. He seems pretty conservative. Who's this? Bobby Kennedy Jr. He's running for president from the Democratic side. Oh. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got on your mind today? Well, you know what we talked yesterday when you just all that. I've got I've got three messages about somebody calling them and giving them eight thousand dollars they happen to be my name on a piece of paper you know them deals and i needed to call this gal and try to find out about it if anybody is getting that kind of hmm. feedback well so somebody tried to scam you out of some money and something about a, a girlfriend you had to call to get some help about it or something an old girlfriend i had a, had a, had a, had a buddy that uh, that uh, texted me I wonder if they're doing that and boys and girls know nothing about it. They're using their name. Huh. I have to call them, I guess, and find out. But anyhow, it's a uh, first time I heard it, I thought, wow, I better check into that. No, no. scam going boy on. Boy told me that scam. Yeah. Yeah. Better be careful. Be careful now. Don't let them scam you out of your money. They're out there, the old scammers are. Okay, but 
No, it's always good to talk to you, favorite. What I'm always concerned, and I'm glad to hear from you today. And good looking tomatoes you got out there. Just watch out for the copperheads. Well, let me tell you a little story about that. I've seen uh, two copperheads, probably the same. They say whenever you kill a mate, copperhead, it comes back for a little while, you know, hunting for them. But I've been out there. Two different occasions I've seen a copperhead to get to him, you know, because on the other, I'd have to walk through my tomatoes to get to him. And by the time I walked around, that copperhead just darted across the fence down the grass out there. You know. Wow. So, so you didn't get the second one? You didn't, you didn't kill the second one, huh? Wow. Just a four ten or something. Yeah, you better get you a gun, partner. Okay, buddy, I'll let you make sure the... All right, Fayroy, you take care of yourself, buddy. Bye-bye. See you later. I don't know what's wrong with that phone. I think it's me. I, th I think it's this Bluetooth situation or something. I don't know. Hot out? No, I don't like it. It's cutting out. Anyway, about to run out of time. Take another quick break. We'll come back with more. We'll wrap this program up. Stay with us. Forty-nine. That's 11 minutes until 9 o'clock, and I did the math in my head all by myself. I didn't even use a calculator or nothing. Let's see. What else is happening out there in the world? Let's see what I got saved up for you. Did you hear about this uh, mass shooting in Philadelphia? Killed five people, injured four. I've heard almost nothing about this, including children. And the reason you haven't heard anything about it much, probably if you haven't heard anything about it, is because the person is a trans person and a BLM activist. Yes. A dude dressing up, pretending to be a woman, psycho person. And so you can't talk about it. The dude's black. He's trans. And so they get off. You can't, you can't talk about him killing five people and injuring four, including children. Cause well, that just doesn't fit the narrative. You see, does not fit the plan. So you won't hear anything much about that. It's just a little buried story. Somebody pulled out of the back file cabinet. It's true. Mm, what else we got? Have you been hearing about this WNBA champ running her pie hole about how bad America is? Natasha Cloud is her name. She says America is trash. <laughs> okay. Hearing it. Remember, remember the the other dude that looks like a WNBA girl player? Griner, is that her name? His name, whatever, whatever. Nobody really knows if it's guy or gal. It looks totally like a dude. And here's this this person. <clears throat> Dogging and trashing America. Here she's playing for the NBA. And she's a black gay person. Activist of some sort. And now trashing this wonderful country. Who's allowed her to be raised, by the way, by white parents who work two jobs to get her, get her going. And now she's a star in the WNBA, if there is such a thing. And she's trashing America and saying America's trash. And so the Supreme Court came out last week and says you can't put people into colleges because of their skin color. And oh, 
these activist types like her have come out of the woodwork and like, oh, America's trash. White Americans are privileged and basically trash. You're all trash except for us people of color. And that's uh, that's how she's going to win everything and she's going to build her platform on all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so it's good dog in America. Well, wait till you get over to Russia and you <laughs> you get thrown into prison. You'd be begging for your America to come and, and save your ass. I get so sick of these privileged folks that he's talking about privilege. I mean, come on. And I don't even know. Maybe you worked hard to get there and that's great, but you had the opportunity to do it. Don't get up there and start trashing your country because you made yourself a little bit of whatever. You made a little fame. You got a little something, something going today. It's not time to start. Tra- it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. There's white people that are trash. There's black people that are trash. There's people that are trash. Okay. We all know that. Everybody knows that. America's not perfect, but let's don't go slamming it and trashing it. Like it's, you know, some horrible country. <clears throat> I get sick of these people. Sick and tired of them. Sick and tired of them. Yeah, you know, anyway, <clears throat> we'll just continue to move on because that's ridiculous. That's totally ridiculous. What time we got here? 8.53 is our time. Let's see. What else have we got? Let me go to the all bookmarks section and see what we not covered today. What is this? This this is... Uh, this is, uh, well, that's only a minute 40. I'll probably play that for you. Let me see if this is findable over here. I'm going to play this little clip from Dr. McCullough, who's a really good, smart guy. And they're talking about they're, they're, they are um, planning another pandemic. It's going to be even worse. The Bill Gates types out there are telegraphing the next pandemic. And here's what these, uh, these guys are saying about this. And I'll let you... Uh, See what you think about it as well. If they're telegraphing now for the next one, what, in your opinion, are they saying? Because we can pretty much predict what their future will be for us. What are they saying now? And they are. You know, World Health Organization leader Tedros, Bill Gates, the Gates Foundation, uh, former NIAID director Anthony Fauci, uh, vaccine developer Peter Hotez in Houston, they are all publicly stating with great enthusiasm that there will be another pandemic, a serious one, and that COVID-19 is just a warm-up for the next pandemic. Now, why are they so happy about it? Why are they so lathered up and enthusiastic about a next pandemic? This has been a misery for Americans in the world. Uh, That kind of distorted thinking makes me suspicious. I think if there's gonna be another one and we should take them seriously, it's gonna be an infectious respiratory illness uh, many of the principles we learned this time are going to work, like virucidal nasal washes and sprays. Everybody should have some dilute povidone iodine, dilute hydrogen peroxide, or colloidal silver, xylitol. We ought to be ready for treatment and not necessarily you know, uh, concede to lockdown, social distancing, and wait for a vaccine. That failed miserably with COVID. And I think that's what these vaccine enthusiasts want. They want one after another. In fact, Gates's formed institution called CEPI, the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovation, the business plan says there will be a wave of pandemics, one after another, and there's only going to be one solution for each one, a vaccine. A vaccine. Imagine that. That's their answer for everything is a vaccine. And what he's saying is so true that we have to be ready with uh, treatments because you can't wait on a vaccine. 
And even when you do, and they did, and they rushed it out like this last one, they got it all wrong, and it injured so many people. And they're just giddy about the next one coming. You know, you know, right now they're in their basement thinking, okay, now what are we going to do in this next one? What? How's it going to attack? How deadly do we need to make it? You know, the first one was a try. It's coming. Like this is all coming back around. How are you going to respond? That's going to be the question at hand. How are you going to handle when the next one comes? And they say, oh, oh, this is, uh, this is way worse than the last one. Right. You got to, you got to get the vaccine this time because this one's, oh, way worse. What are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to believe that you're going to, you're going to go that route. You're going to try the treatments. You're going to do hydroxychloroquine. Wait, wait, wait. And I didn't catch all the stuff the doctor said in all that. Um, <clears throat> you know, the colloidal silver, the, uh, what else? He said, xylitol. He said something diluted, uh, hydrogen peroxide. I don't know what all he said. He said quite a few things in there, but I've got to say, Dr. McCullough's his name. He's out there everywhere. So anyway, it's coming. They, they're, they're planning it already. It will, it will happen at some point. By gosh. Okay. In other news, I just got a confirmation with an interview with Senator Mullen be this Friday, July 7th at 8:40 AM central time. Um, okay. So that did, they, I just got this. This is zero minutes ago from the Mullen team. And so we'll have him on the show Friday. You don't want to miss that. We do not do a show tomorrow, but God willing, and we are willing to, it's going to, we're going to come back on Friday, do a show. We'll talk to the good Senator Mullen. Hey, what would you guys, they're asking me for topics for the good Senator. What would you like for me to ask Senator Mullen? Well, we get him on the horn. All right. We just have, you know, a little time there. We, that gives us maximum 20 minutes. What would you like for me to ask the Senator? <clears throat> All right. So you can text that information in, text me your questions at 918-756-3646. We hear about hey, take it easy. Uh, and let me know what you think. And, and so I'll send back some stuff and they can be thinking about how to answer those questions. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. What time is it? Oh my gosh. We're about to run out of time. I hope Trisha is available and ready to go for Tradio. We're going to buy it, trade it, sell it and give it away. I hope you guys again had a fourth, a uh, good fourth. I hope, uh, nobody at the old Mogi thing got hurt and I hope that the main guy didn't, you know, about burn the place down or anything. But, uh, anyway, I hope it was all good and I'm glad to be back with you for the program today. I'm going to get this up on the old podcast stuff out there. I'm going to record it, play it, post it. Our website, listen to the brood.com and also out there on Apple and Spotify and Google. This place where you get podcasts. Okay. Okay. We all good. All minds clear. Do we have a good time today? I hope so. Hope it was good. Hope it was somewhat informative. That's the briefing for today. You guys have a fantastic midweek. Tradio coming up, and then we have Muskogee Radio at 10 o'clock, always every Wednesday. Don't miss that. It's Gary Fife and company. We'll see you guys again right here on Friday. Bye-bye.